Welcome to Secrets to Victorious Living podcast. This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. I'm Lucia Claiborne. Thank you for joining me today as we discover God's secrets to help you overcome life's challenges. This will help you become victorious in every area of your life. Today's your day to start walking in and experiencing a greater level of victory. Today, we're continuing our topic on the authority we have as a believer. As we begin today, I'd like to remind you that I've shared when you ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, you're given power and authority over Satan because you're seated in heavenly places with Jesus at the right hand of Father God, which is the place of authority, and that you can have confidence in knowing there is power backing you up when you speak faith-filled words. I told you that when you make Jesus the Lord of your life, He gave you keys to the kingdom, and those keys represent authority. I also shared that Satan's weakest moment is when you turn to him and face him. I told you that God wants to bless you and give you the desires of your heart. And last week, I told you that when you become a child of God, your spirit is one spirit with Jesus, and you can do the same works that He did by walking in your authority using your faith-filled words. Today, let's begin in Romans 5.17. In the Amplified Bible, it says, For if because of one man's trespass, lapse, offense, this is Adam's fall, death reigned through that one. Much more surely will those who receive God's overflowing grace, His unmerited favor, and the free gift of righteousness, putting them into right standing Himself, reign as kings in this life through the one man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. And John fourteen twelve reads, I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, If anyone steadfastly believes in me, he will himself be able to do the things I do, and he will do even greater things than these, because I go to the Father. From these verses, we see that Jesus says we can rule as kings, and those who believe on him would do the greater works. God wants his children to be mighty in the Spirit, and he wants us to be full of power. In his mind, there is no such thing as small measures of men, because his word says that he has great plans for us. That's you and me. He's given us a hope, and he's chosen us before the foundations of the world so that he can manifest Jesus in our world. He wants you to exercise your power over the devil and every evil thing so you can reign over the powers of darkness, as he tells us in Romans 5.17, which I read earlier. And he tells us again in Ephesians 6.12. I like the New Living Translation. It reads, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. These evil spirits are fallen angels who have been dethroned by Jesus. Your only contact with demons should be with the knowledge that Jesus has already defeated them, so you can reign over them. You take dominion over the forces of darkness when you use the authority of the name of Jesus. 
God originally made the earth with all its fullness, and he gave it to Adam so that he could have dominion over all the works that God had completed. Adam was the first god of this world until he sold out to Satan. Now, Satan, as the god of this world, has the right to be here and rule over people until they become a new creature. And then they're adopted into the body of Christ when they accept Jesus. Colossians 1, 12, and 13 in the New American Standard Bible tells us, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. For he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son. These verses explain why Satan has no right to rule over or dominate us as Christians. Yet, how many people do you know put more faith in Satan's authority and power than they put in God's power and authority. Satan is running a lot of things that are happening here on earth, but you can dominate and exercise your God-given authority over him. Remember that although you're in this world, you're not of this world. You have no less authority today than the church did right after Jesus died Then he was buried, he was resurrected, and now he ascended and he's seated at the right hand of Father God. Matthew 28, 18 through 20 in the Message Bible tells us, Jesus, undeterred, went right ahead and gave his charge. God authorized and commanded me to commission you. Go out and train everyone you meet, far and near, in this way of life marking them by baptism in the threefold name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Then instruct them in the practice of all I have commanded you. I will be with you as you do this, day after day after day, right up to the end of the age. Isn't that exciting? We don't have to do it alone. The authority that's exercised here in the earth, it has to be exercised through the church, which is Christ's body. Because Jesus isn't here in his physical body, we're his body. He's the head and we're his body. He's given us his authority. So, problems in our life exist simply because we have allowed them to exist. We're the ones who've been appointed to do something about the challenges and problems that we're encountering. You know, for a long time, I didn't know that. So I didn't do anything about the problems in my life except complain and whine about them. And you know, that only makes them worse. I always tried to get someone else to do something about my problems. Until one day, I got the revelation that things wouldn't change until I took responsibility for my life and took my place of authority. I want to encourage you today. It's your time. It's your turn. It's time for you to do something about your situations because Jesus has given you the authority to do it. Let me give you another example. You have your name on your property, the things that belong to you. It may be your finances, your reputation, your influence, whatever is yours. You have your name on it and your name identifies who you are and what belongs to you. Well, the same is true of Jesus' name. God took on a fleshly body and became Jesus. Then he gave him his name and all that name represents, as we read in John 1.14. 
It says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. You see, God gave us His name as in a marriage, which is a covenant relationship. That's why we're called the body of Christ, because we have a covenant relationship. When you're born again, you give your old name away, and you take on the name of Jesus. Now, you're called by the name of Jesus, and you use His name to walk in dominion in your life. You can use Jesus' name when you pray, and the devil will listen and obey you when you pray in the name of Jesus. Hebrews 1 1 through 4 tells us that Jesus came to establish the kingdom of God on earth, and now that kingdom is in you. God, in all his power, took on a physical body in the baby Jesus. He became a man, he became a king in this kingdom. He inherited all the things that God has, and then he transferred that authority of his name to you and me. Hebrews 1.4 says, Having become so much better than the angels, as he inherited a more excellent name than they. Philippians 2.5-7 says, Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant, and being made in the likeness of men. God not only became a man, but he also became a humble servant. He put pride to death so that you could know what it's like to have dominion. Here's another example of how you can exercise your authority. Let's say that you have a loved one. Uh, We're going to call her Sally. You say whatever name of your loved one when I say Sally. And you want Sally to be saved. And you've been praying for her for a long time with no results. Well, this is how you pray for Sally, using your authority. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I break the power of Satan over Sally's life, and I claim her salvation now. You know, you don't have to keep praying that prayer, because the Word says that you reign as a king, and when a king gives an order, he knows it's going to be carried out. The devil may come to you and tell you that Sally isn't going to be saved. Or, let me back up just a minute, the devil may be coming to you and saying, oh, all those things that you prayed for, they're not going to come to pass. But don't listen to the devil's words. Don't listen to his lies. Just start laughing at him because you know what you've prayed. You know who's backing you up. You've taken your authority by using the name of Jesus to break Satan's power over your life and over her life. And now you can claim her salvation. You can claim your victory. On a side note here, the Word also tells us that Satan is the father of all lies. So, if he is telling you that Sally will never be born again, or like I said a minute ago, you'll never get your prayers answered, that's a lie, and you can be assured that she's going to be saved. Hallelujah! You can do this with any situation you're facing. Exercise your faith and authority over Satan. And remember that if the devil keeps you in an arena of unbelief and can hold you into the reasoning in your mind, that he'll whip you every time in every battle that you face. But here's the key. If you'll hold him in the arena of your faith, you'll whip him every time. 
He won't argue with you about the name of Jesus or the power of the blood, because that is what defeated him. He's actually afraid of the name of Jesus and his blood and everything that they represent. The most effective way, I pray, is to demand my rights, as Peter did at the Gate Beautiful, when he demanded the lame man to be healed. I'm not demanding of God when I demand my rights. I'm demanding the devil to give back what he's stolen. John 14, 12-14, Jesus said, Most assuredly, I say to you, He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, And greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Isn't that awesome? He will do it just because we ask. In the Greek, it reads, whatever you demand as your right and privileges. This is why we must know what our rights and privileges are that Jesus paid the price for us to have. And then we need to demand those rights and privileges to be in our life. We can't just settle for anything less than what Jesus paid the price for us to have. When you speak the word in faith, you don't have to stand around all day commanding the devil and his demons. No, they have to obey you the first time you exercise your authority in Jesus' name. Command them in the name of Jesus. Know your authority and who's backing you up. And realize they have to bow their knee, loose their grip, and walk away once you command it in faith. I like talking about faith, so let me tell you again that faith is involved in exercising your authority. We have to stay in faith to bring a physical manifestation of what we want. We have to bring it out of the spiritual realm into the natural realm. And we do that by our faith. Also, now you may be praying and circumstances and situations aren't changing as quickly as you want them to change. I want to encourage you here. Don't get discouraged and slip back into your old negative way of thinking and talking, doubt and unbelief. Because if you do that, you're only going to defeat yourself and you'll give the devil back his domain. You don't want to do that. So what do you do when things aren't changing as quickly as you want them to after you pray? What I like to do is I like to remind the devil that he's defeated. And I make this faith confession. I say, I'm not moved by what I see or what I don't see. I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm only moved by what the word of God tells me. You know, when you make the Word of God the final authority in your life, you soon realize that when you go to God in prayer and ask Him for anything according to His Word, it's a done deal. It is going to come to pass. John 11.40 in the Passion Translation tells us that Jesus looked at her and said, Didn't I tell you that if you will believe me, you will see God unveil His power? This is a promise that you can stand on. Believe in Jesus, and you will see God's power manifested in your life. This is a nugget for you today. Your job is to enforce Jesus' victory that already belongs to you. As you listen to this series, you may still be asking yourself, Do I really have this power, or is it just for certain people to have this power? Jesus said, The least member of the body of Christ has just as much power over the devil as anyone else. And when you believe that, you'll get the job done that needs to be done. Actually, the New Testament, 
or the new covenant that we live in today tells us the church, the body of Christ, that we are never to pray that God the Father or Jesus would do anything against the devil. In fact, when you do this, you're just wasting your time. The Bible tells us, the believer, that we are supposed to do something about the devil because we have been given the authority to do it. The church is not to pray to ask God to do something about the devil. The church is to exercise the authority that belongs to it. Now, there are many verses that confirm this. However, I want to share four passages that verifies that we have power and authority over Satan. The first is found in Matthew 28:18, and this is Jesus speaking. He says, First of all, when I arose from the dead, I said, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. The second passage is Mark 16:15-18. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Jesus said the very first sign mentioned as following any believer is that they will cast out devils. Some versions say demons. That means that they will exercise authority over the devil because Jesus has delegated his authority over the devil to the church. The third verse is Colossians 1.13, and I like the Passion Translation. It says, For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. The Amplified Version reads, who hath delivered us from the power or authority of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. God has already delivered you from the authority of darkness. Therefore, you have a right to speak to the kingdom of darkness and tell it what to do. Glory to God. The last reference is in James 4, 7, and it says, Resist the devil and he will flee from you. In the dictionary, the definition of flee is to run from as if in terror. Don't you want to just terrorize Satan? I do. As I close this week's podcast, I want to encourage you that now is the time to start exercising your authority and doing something about the devil's activities in your life. Because now you know that you have authority over him. As baby Christians, others with more knowledge and understanding of their authority could pray for you and their faith would get the results that you wanted. However, after a while, you know, like any good parent, God expects us to grow up spiritually, just like we have to grow up naturally. He expects us to grow, to walk, to talk, and to start doing things for ourselves, both naturally and spiritually. You know, as we grow older, our faith should grow stronger because we use it more, right? However, so often people stop growing spiritually for excuses such as disappointment, discouragement, offense, lack of love, or lack of faith. Don't let that be you today. Reach out to Jesus. Let Him love on you. I invite you to join me again next week as I wrap up the series on the authority that we have as a believer. If you would like to share your testimony of how you're gaining victory over Satan in your life, please email me at lucia underscore claiborne at yahoo.com and put victory testimony in the subject line. 
If you would like more information about your God-given authority, I invite you to visit my website, luciaclaiborne.com. And remember, God is not mad at you. He is mad about you. He loves you so much. He wants you to walk in victory every day of your life in every area of your life. Today's the day to enforce Satan's defeat in your life.